Well, all of you know it's six minutes after 11. And um, I've got 30 minutes, so you're going to have to stay six minutes. Okay, I'm going to preach on the realm of glory, and you're going to hear that to where you're going to think, don't let her in the pulpit. But so how many of you know what God's glory is? Well, there's one, I see, two or three. Well, I don't understand all of it for sure, but I know a little, and I'm going to start teaching you about the glory, and that way I can learn it too. And I don't know if any of you remember, I was talking about a realm, but I don't know how many Sundays ago it was, and I'm sure you don't remember what a realm is, so I'm going to tell you again. It's a domain where something is dominant. It's a royal jurisdiction. It's a region under the dominion of a king. It's a kingdom. Say that. It's a kingdom. So if we really don't understand the glory and we really don't understand the realms of the supernatural, I think we've all got a little bit to learn. You know why? Because if you learn about the supernatural, it will increase your passion for Jesus. That's why. So I don't teach this just because it's my passion. I want, I want you to get it. I want it to be your passion too. So you can't say, well, I'm comfortable with God. Now I don't need to know. I don't need to understand all that. No, no, no. Yes, you do. Don't you dare stay in the same place. There's more for you and God. There's deeper territories. There's, I'm telling you, God, I've just discovered that in the last year. He's got so much for you, you don't have a clue. And we've tapped into a little bit of it in my teaching of of the realms of the supernatural, but just a little bit of it. And I'm telling you, God wants all of you to tap into this because it'll change you. So this is what God is calling us to do, to step out of your ordinary life into the realm of outstanding, immeasurable, fantastic glory. How could you not want to do that? So it's my intent to preach on this till some of us get it anyway. I want to awaken your appetite. I want to unveil, unpack. You know, Eric's Pastor Eric's always talking about unpacking. Well, we're going to unpack the glory realm. We've stepped into days of unimaginable glory. Habakkuk 2.14 says that in the last days, knowledge will increase and the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Now, this scripture implies that we're living on the brink of an age where natural knowledge has increased. Would you believe that? Has natural knowledge increased? Oh, yes. You know, science is making new discoveries and there's new technologies. Many cures for a lot of diseases have been found and new ideas and creations are just showing up in all areas. But at the same time, God is revealing, he's unsealing areas of his knowledge. He's never wanted to be a mystery. 
But now he's begun to reveal his glory in this generation. And I want it to ignite you because I believe it will ignite God's plans for last day's multitudes coming into the kingdom. So see, that's one reason you should want to understand this because we're going to bring in multitudes into the kingdom. It's a time of knowledge and revelation, explosion. I'm going to say something you need to imprint in your brain. And it might be a good idea if you'd write it down. I know people have stopped writing it down, but I'm, I still take notes, and it's good because you cannot remember what all I'm going to say. The supreme calling of every Christian is to live in the realm of God's glory, then be catapulted into the supernatural and make a tremendous impact in our generation. Did you get all that? (laughs) The supreme calling of every Christian is to live in the realm of God's glory and then be catapulted into the supernatural so you can make a tremendous impact in our generation. Did you know we were created in the realm of glory? We were created in heaven. And when we're born again, God places his glory inside of our spirit. How many are born again? Then you have glory inside of you. At this time, you receive God's spiritual DNA. But here's what we think. We think, well, now I've got to go pray, and I've got to spend more time with God. I've got to read the word more. I've got to fast. I've got to do this stuff so I can be a witness. And God is saying, those are good things to do, but they don't necessarily bring the glory. This needs to be understood. This is probably the whole key to this whole message. Revelation knowledge is a major key to unlocking the glory of God. You know, it's one thing to know about the glory. It's another thing to have knowledge of the glory. So to know the glory means to be brought into a spiritual place and a realm. How many of you have been there? I know some of my class has been there. All right, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, you know, it, it's It's amazing. You can have deep, sacred, and personal encounter with God. It's awesome. I want to read Habakkuk 2.14 again. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord (laughs) as the waters cover the sea. Is the sea covered with water? Yeah. The new flood of knowledge coming straight from God. Do you hear me that? I'm talking about revelation knowledge, not something you learned when you read the Bible that you never saw before. How many of you thought that was revelation knowledge? It probably is to you, but revelation knowledge is what God is sending out right now. It's coming right straight from him, and it's going it's to cause millions of souls to come into the kingdom. The glory of God is among us like a cloud. We can see and sense it, but you know what? We need the cloud to bring rain. We don't want to just see it and sense it. We want it to bring rain. So it's not enough to say that the spirit of revival is on the horizon because that isn't faith. That's hope. Thank you. 
So we need the knowledge of the glory to see the heavens opened and the mysteries of, of the glory unveiled. It's my wish to teach on this till we uncover the gap in the body of Christ and unveil the glory and then walk in it. Somebody needs to tell me what, what goes on with your mouth when you start teaching. Mercy. You know that God's temple in the desert and the temple that Solomon built had an outer court and an inner court and a most holy place. What we have today is a multitude of believers stuck in the outer court. And they aren't even looking to change. They aren't even looking to be called into the most holy place. But that's what God is saying. You know, there's a lot of people that sing about the glory. When in actuality, you may not have a clue what you're asking for. To truly want to be in God's glory, we have to realize it has nothing to do with us. You know, this is hard for me. I was telling Connie before church. I like to lay hands on people. That's the anointing, and I like to do that. But, you know, in the glory, you don't need to do anything. You just let God do whatever he wants to do. And we're going to have to learn how to do this, okay? So the revelation of who God is is in the glory, what he is what he wants to do and how he wants it done. That's what you get in the glory. And God is waiting for us to get hungry and thirsty after his presence. And when this happens, we'll dwell in the glory and it'll be our second nature. Do you realize the glory is a central theme in the kingdom? Second Peter 1.3 says that God has called us to glory and virtue. I don't see that in there. <laughs> I probably gave him the wrong one. God has called us to glory and virtue. So what in the world does that mean? It means you were created for God's glory. And you're meant to live in it. God has always intended for us to walk in it. It is our inheritance as a believer. The glory was never created for angels. Did you know that? It was created for us, yes. Do you remember the place where God breathed his life into Adam and he became a living soul? His breath represented his glory on man. In other words, the glory is what brings life to a person and in the absence of it, there's no life. Do you realize when you die, the anointing you live in, the faith and the mantles that you did ministry in, stay here. But the glory goes with you to heaven. We're supposed to go from glory to glory to glory. Well, we got to get the first spot first, don't we? God doesn't want glory to just dwell in us. He wants us to be saturated with it. He wants us to become inseparable with it. 
We don't have to ask God for the glory because now the Holy Spirit has come and he's deposited in us. In the Old Testament, you know, the glory was temporary. The Holy Spirit was temporary. But in the New Testament, we get both the Holy Spirit and the glory. So listen to this. The glory now permanently resides in our spirits. So that makes us the ark of God's glory. I'm going to tell you, I believe the ark, the ark of the covenant is in heaven. And now we've become the ark of the covenant. We've become the ark of God's glory because we carry it wherever we go. You may not feel like it. I didn't say you'd feel like it. So first, we as believers need to have a continuous experience in the presence of God. Then we move into the glory realm and we're going to have to learn how to function in it. And then we can show the sovereignty of God in the light of his power to those that want to see it. This is so we can witness this unprecedented avalanche of souls coming into the kingdom. You know, he's showing up in places, calling us to be ready for his glory in season and out of season. He's raising up people that will step into spiritual maturity. And he wants us to encounter these new realms. Then God can manifest what he wants done. You know, we are his hands, his feet, his mouth in this earth. So what does that bring us to a new season? Say that, new season. We've entered into a time where the Kairos time of God, that's God's timing, and the Kronos time, that's our natural timing, are coming together. So as I was spending time with God on Tuesday this week, there was a prophecy that was highlighted to me, and I'm going to read some of it to you. I'm not going to read it word for word, but this is from Mike Ferry of Redmond, Oregon. I know you'll like that, Jody. So renaissance means rebirth, okay? So he said, I believe that this renaissance is going to bridge the church age and the kingdom age and the mountains of influence which currently direct our culture, religion, family, government, business, education, art, and media will soon be faced with revelations coming right straight from the Holy Spirit. And we as a church have been underground. Would you say that's right? We don't want anybody to see what we're doing or what we're thinking or, you know, it's time that we do stand up. We've been hidden from view and lacking influence. But as the church emerges, our transformation from immature to maturity will be astounding. Our songs of love for God will shift the atmosphere, Tatum. They'll move heaven and release the kingdom. The body of Christ is being equipped to do the works of ministry like never before. And there are those who experience release and will walk in revelations, authority, and power that seem absolutely unbelievable. I am ready for that. I don't know about you all. I'm ready. (laughs) The outpouring will leave those who had not believed before speechless. I think that'll be great. This is God's renaissance, a shifting of the ages. 
Your time as a caterpillar has expired. Your wings are ready. Let's fly. So that in a nutshell is what I'm trying to say. Glory is not limited to time, space, or matter. If you were on Facebook, you heard this man, and I don't even know who put it on there, but he was talking about where God came from. And he was talking about time, space, or matter. It was awesome. This is what happens when the glory of God moves into the natural realm. There's a great moving of miracles and healings and signs and wonders and whatever else God wants to do. We're on a journey in the glory realm, and if you don't like it, I'm sorry, you get to go too. We are beginning a season where the plowman could overtake the reaper. In other words, the eternal realm is literally overtaking time in the natural. And these are moments of sacred, special, and delicate moments when we've ushered in God's calendar. And all eternity is pouring into the present. This is causing a speeding up in the realm of the supernatural. In this realm of glory, things that would normally take 10 years to happen will take 10 months. What could have taken the whole year to figure out, you'll see in a few seconds. We're in a time where there's a rapid maturity because the cloud of glory descends and blankets a congregation or corporately, then we're going to feel the sprinkles and the greatest revival of miracles, signs, and wonders since the book of Acts. The book of Acts is not complete. Are you aware of that? We're going to finish it. The greater miracles of greater magnitude and higher dimension that Jesus proclaimed are what we're moving into. So number two, what does this next season look like? It contains an increase in the power of God in signs and wonders. There are unusual and creative miracles, including angelic visitations. I've had those. Linda's had, I know there's several that, you know, if we had them, you can have them too, okay? Mysteries and truths that have been lost for centuries, restoring key revelations. Great mysteries are being rediscovered. And here comes the glory and the harvest, probably the largest harvest since the beginning of time. Wow. Here's what will happen. God's glory will bring in a golden harvest. Isaiah 43, 19. Now, this is the scripture I've had this whole year. This is the one I got at the beginning. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. See, that's not a common, ordinary thing, is it? Okay. You know, this is for the people that will seek it. But those that are happy with their life, just like it is, you will not see this next move of God. Some of these things will be a little bit familiar, but I'm telling you there's going to be some brand new things, and they may just look weird to us. 
We are now entering into a dimension of glory that will become commonplace to us. Are you ready for that? So number three, this is what we're going to see. Walking in the supernatural in everyday life is going to be normal. The days have come when the glory of God will show up intensely on each of us, on an average believer. So when you walk into a hospital, all the people will be healed. Creative miracles will be the norm. I want you to hear this. Hair will germinate on bald heads. This is already happening, people. And we will have growth of new body parts. So, you know, you can think about the inside body parts, but you can think about a hand maybe that was, was or maybe an arm cut off at the elbow. And in the glory, we'll watch it grow out with a hand and everything perfectly normal. Mm. I'm telling you, God is getting ready. In fact, he is ready to display his glory. Haggai 2.9 says, The glory of the latter house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. All these miracles and healings and signs and wonders will cause a great stir in all the countries. And because of that, millions will come into the kingdom. The blessings will overflow so much in the body of Christ that they'll be like David when he said in Psalm 23, my cup runneth over. That's where we're headed, church. Number four is the new generation. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, I has not seen and ears not heard, which has not entered into the heart of man that all that God has prepared for those who love him. God's raising up a new generation of men and women who will respond to the glory. A distinct breed of people that thirst for the glory. A lot of them will come from obscure and isolated places. They won't be even people you've known were living in the earth, but they'll carry authority. So we're looking at a glorious generation that will impact the world and bring in this huge harvest. We're at the very door of God's intervention into the affairs of man. It's a time when authentic Christianity needs to appear in every church. Would you agree? On October 20th, 2016, Chuck Pierce gave this prophecy. You know, when Chuck Pierce gives a prophecy, we all take heed. He's been a, a prophet to the OAP and uh, Oklahoma Apostolic Prayer Network since 1995, I think. So he was teaching and preaching in an Appeal to Heaven conference in Ohio. And I'm going to give you parts of his prophecy, and this was 17 days ago. Now, this is just very recent. And we're in those turning point winds now. And I know we've talked about, you know, the election. It's, you know, I, I have so much peace about it. People would probably like to stone me, but I do. Let's have total peace because I believe the body of Christ is going to do what God wants. 
So God says the winds of heaven are now entering the earth. For the last eight years, I've been blowing winds in my heavens, but now those winds are released to come into the earth realm, and what has been stirring in heaven will now blow in the earth. And God said, brace yourself. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. For the winds that will blow are the winds I've been holding back over the last eight years. And because I've been holding them back and you've been asking for them to blow earlier, now, now, now I will release them. I'm acting on how you sought me the last eight years. These winds will begin to gather an army of those who have been faithful and those who will now gather into a place they didn't even know they belonged. The winds of adversity will now produce an army of which people will say it is the Lord's army that has changed the course of history. Tonight, October 20th, that's when he gave this, and beginning this week, so this would have been, what, two weeks ago? The turning point winds, well, you will be bringing the turning point winds into the earth, rearranging the course of what is to become. Nations will begin now in their realignment with the nations, but I will blow off the facade that has been holding you captive. And because you've gathered here in this turning point state, this was in Ohio, now the turning point winds will come. And what I've held back for eight years, I must now release. And what goes on through May, you begin to honor me, walk with me, and gather with me, will create a nation that has been covered by the enemy's hand, but the winds that now blow in the earth will cause the hand of the enemy that's been controlling the movement of strategy in the earth, in this nation, to be seen, and no longer will the enemy have an upper hand in this land. Amen, amen, amen. I read this partly because there's an election coming, and it's so very important. But I want you to understand, God is working. Number five, believers are awakening. Well, praise God for that. Believers are divorcing wholesale every part of dead religion. In order for us to step into spiritual maturity, we're going to have to learn how to bring the atmosphere of God's presence. And we can release glory then in us to others. And number two, then we have to learn how to usher in the cloud of glory through high praise, worship, and faith. And then, see, we'll have to step into maturity to learn how to operate in the realm of glory. Listen, I don't know how to operate there. But last week, we had a, we had a sprinkling of it, didn't we? I mean, it was awesome. So, how do we do this, number six? How do, how do we learn how to operate in the glory? We have to receive revelation by faith through vision and imagination. You know, I've gone to heaven, I don't know how many times. I went there because I, I could close my eyes and I could see the stairs or the angels that took me or whatever. You know, God gave you your imagination. Use it for God. Moses said to the Lord, please show me your glory. 
And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Exodus 34, 5 and 6. So what is our part? That scripture just told you what the glory contains. So I believe we need to cultivate that. What do you think? Mercy, grace, long-suffering, which would be patience, goodness, and truth. These are the impartation of God's very nature. So how do we describe the glory? I mean, I've been talking about it for 30 minutes. The glory is not some other world form of divine energy that floats in the atmosphere. It's not something mystical, but it is far beyond that. It's God's character, his divine nature, the very essence of his presence, a realm of eternity, infinite, boundless, with no restrictions beyond human imagination. Another way to describe glory is the substance of glory that's visible, tangible, seeable, and feelable. Now, you may, not, you, may re- you may get one of those. I don't think you'll get all four of them for a while. But last week, I felt the glory of God. So it's God's presence showing up to man- in mankind in the natural realm. It's the highest dimension, the highest realm of God's supreme power. That's what the glory is. It's God showing himself in the realm of the physical so that it transcends all of our laws, all of our principles, and all of our processes, and he does it his way. So, number nine, what brings the glory? God's presence brings the glory. But it's a reflection of his glory. It's only a reflection. The presence of the reflection of the glory brings the anointing. Now, this is really important that you get this. The anointing is the impartation that comes from his presence. The anointing is God's ability showing up when he rests upon a person. And then the anointing brings the power because power is the end product that comes from the anointing. I'm teaching you this. The glory, number one, is the source. Then anointing is the intermediate product. And the power is the end product. And they all three make up the glory. So you could really say we begin with the presence of God, which is called glory, and then we transition into the anointing, which is the glory anointing. And then we transition further into the glory, which is the power of God. Two or three weeks ago, I don't know how long it was exactly, Pastor Linda came up here, and she said, the glory is here. Did you all feel the glory? Some of you may, but I think probably a lot of you didn't. But remember, the glory is the source, and so God was present in our house. But she kept talking, and the anointing then, the more she talked, the more anointing she got. And the anointing is the intermediate product. It it actually brings the power. And actually, we start with the glory. That's the presence of God. We go into the anointing, and we end up with the power, which is the glory being manifested. So, did you get all that? 
I felt his presence last Sunday, and I began to prophesy under his presence, and the anointing and the glory, the manifested power of God showed up. If you missed last Sunday, there is no way I could ever duplicate what happened or even tell you. It was a God Sunday. I love, love, love the anointing, but now it's time to go past the anointing and learn how to operate in the glory. God always has more. Don't think you've made it. He always has more. Remember, when you die, the anointing and mantle stays on the earth and goes to the next generation, but the glory will go with you to heaven. The anointing was never given to heaven. It was given to earthly people like us to operate. I pray you'll never be dismayed or depressed about the world you're living in again. It's the greatest time to be alive, period. God says, I'm doing a new thing. Even now, it shall spring forth. Okay, I want you to stand. I want you to agree with me in this prayer. And hopefully you'll want this too. Because I'm going to say a prayer to activate you into the supernatural, okay? So I want you to say it after me. Father, please activate me in the supernatural. Open my spiritual senses to see into the true lasting realm, the realm you live in. I want this anointing transferred into my life I want to walk in my heavenly inheritance now make me useful for your kingdom and open my spiritual gifts and fill me as you abide with me Holy Spirit I receive now in Jesus' name. You may or may not notice what happens, but I tell you, as you begin hearing more about the glory and keep yourself open to it, you will find you can step right in there. And you can get get things from God to come back and give to the earth and and cause a whole a whole changing of of people and what they think and what they believe i mean it's it's awesome so lord i just thank you for each one who's come tonight today and i just i just release this blessing on them that they would be able to step into the supernatural god and see what you're doing and then bring it back to others in jesus name amen If you need prayer, then we have prayer teams that will be here.